0: Are you all this morning? There's a lot of you here. Hey, how many of you have been in conference? Give me a wave. You have been across. Wow, by far. That's good. That's encouraging that you come back, you know, isn't it? That's the rest of you. Where were you? Where have you been? Look, and the, uh, the, the time that we have this morning, because I'm very aware that you got back to back services. So I can't kind of ramble on and uh, extend it for another 15 minutes like I did last night. But we're going to uh, get with the get with the program. Can someone tell me who won the AFL last night? Is anyone did Carlton win? No, for legit. Is there an Aussie in the house? Anyone who follows Aussie rules? Brisbane won. Brisbane won. That's why JP isn't here. He's depressed because his team lost. Okay, Brisbane Collingwood final. Ooh, okay. Thank you, Father. Right now. Thank you for this time we have together. And your word says, wherever two or more are gathered together in your name, that you are here in the midst. And I thank you. I have a sense that you are here today as King Jesus. King Jesus. And Father, I thank you. I see you like a lion. The lion that roars. The lion of Judah. And I see this lion walking down the streets of Tauranga. I see a lion walking through the streets of your city centre and he's roaring, his authority and he's declaring, let my kingdom come, let my will be done on earth here in Tauranga as it is in heaven. And I thank you, Father, today for every person under the sound of my voice. And I pray, Lord, let my tongue be the pen of a ready rider. Lord, may they hear the voice of God today, to their hearts. Lord, I love how you can take what I say and speak to each one individually right where they're at. And that Lord, sometimes they hear things that I haven't even said, but it's your spirit speaking to them personally. I thank you for an open heaven. I thank you for open hearts. And I pray Holy Spirit, have your way, have your say in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah, you're into it. Woohoo! Let's go. So, the message this morning, I've called it Paradigm Shifts and Present Truth. Paradigm Shifts and Present Truth. I'll start with 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 12. Peter said, "For this reason I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things, though you know and are established" In the present truth. Everyone say present truth. In the NIV version, it says, So I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. Truth you n- now have. I shared on the opening service that I have Italian heritage. My father, Antonio Dorazio, migrated from Italy to Australia in 1951, part of the post-World War II migration. They had experienced incredible poverty. They were in the midst, actually, of the, of the war. My father witnessed firsthand the bombings of, uh, of World War II. Had a, a, a brother interned in uh, a prisoner of war camp during that time. And they migrated to Australia. with Not a word of English, him and his family, to start a new life. And I'm very proud of my Italian heritage. And, uh, but I, I found out as a child that our family in the village in Italy where we came from, we were actually known as Espanol. Espanol means in our dialect. It's not pure Italian. It's, uh, known as it, it means the Spaniards the Spaniards, and I was told from an early age that although my family had migrated from Italy, that we were originally migrants from Spain. Now, this was ingrained in me, so much so that when I actually did the pilgrimage to Italy to go and see where uh, my family was from, my father said, don't forget, we're not as Espanol. You know, that's our distinctive, because the name Geratio is very common in that area, and that was our distinctive. I oh, really, I bought into this, we're from Spain, uh, yeah, reality for many years. And in actual fact, when I went to Spain for the first time, I actually felt more at home there than I did in Italy. Italy drives me a bit nuts, to be honest. Too many people like me. Stresses me out. They're full on. You know, they love you or they hate you. You know, There's, it's. Uh, I used to be relieved going over the border into Austria. Oh, much more calmer there, you know. But when I went to Spain, I thought, oh, they're Latino, they're still... You know, there's a heritage that is familiar, but they're more chilled in Spain. I love Spain. So much so that I would actually support Spain in sporting events over Australia or Italy. Have you got a photo? Have you got that photo? Just as a little bit of proof? There we go. Viva España. Like, vamos. Like, I really bought into this this Spain narrative. Favourite actor was Antonio Banderas and... We're Espanol, right? Because we're Espanol. Well, last year <clears throat> I decided to do my and go rougher. Yeah, come on. <laughs> and actually, I don't. You get, you're going to get me diverted. Carlos Alcaraz. I saw him when he was 16. So, the, for those of you, I know tennis isn't a big, doesn't have a big sporting following in um, in New Zealand. But there's there's a player current. Uh, I don't know if he's current world well, number one. If he's not number one, he's number two. And uh, I saw him play when he was 16 years old. And I said to my husband, Rafa is the king. I've just seen the prince. My husband said, I thought I was your prince. <laughs> and so I predicted big things for him. Pity I didn't, you know, put a bit of money. I would be doing okay. So so I did last year, I did one of these Ancestry.com DNA tests I'd actually bought it for Damien. So my husband Damien is adopted. He'd actually been in the foster system for seven years before COC pastors fostered him and um, he he became a permanent part of that family. And his birth certificate is one of the barest things you've ever seen. And I I have often said to Damien, because it says father unknown on his birth certificate, I said, babe, what if your father is out there and what if he's never had kids and what if he's rich <laughs> yeah but no nah, I could not get my husband he wasn't he wasn't interested wasn't going to go there so after a couple of years I thought blow it I'm going to do the DNA right I'll do the dead not thinking there'd be many surprises So the first, when I got my DNA results, the first, the highest component is 28% from southern Italy. Okay, no surprise there. That's uh, where my family migrated from. The next biggest component, 25% Scottish. (laughs) I said to my mum, mum, mum. I'm 25% Scottish she goes really I said mum according to this it came from you <laughs> I'd never heard anything about Scottish heritage she said no we've got Irish heritage mum I've got 3% Irish 3% <laughs> 24- I said that is a lot I said where was where, where was Nana from uh, she, she was born in, in, in Western Australia what about what about Grandad uh, he was born in Perth so I have 25% Scottish no one can account for continue to go down I've got i have got like 19% from Southern England. I've got 19% from Northern Italy. I mean then I've got 3% Greek, Albanian, Norwegian. I do not have 1% Spanish. Not a strop. Not a skerrick. I said to my mum, Did Dad ever tell you we're from Spain? She Said yeah, yeah. Dad said we were from. They were originally from Spain. I said, unfortunately, the man who told me all of this, my father, who I took this on good authority from someone who should know, he went to be with Jesus about thirty years ago, so he wasn't here in the flesh for me to actually grab him, throw him up against a wall, and said, Dad, what's his español? What's his español? This is, this is troubling me because i believed something all these years which turned out wasn't true. I actually was talking to one of my cousins. I said, Caz, do, do you know anything about us having Spanish heritage? <laughs> he said, you're talking about Espanol? I said, yes, I'm talking about Espanol. What's this Espanol? I said, I just did my DNA. There's not one percentage, nothing. He's laughing his head off. He goes, I'll tell you, cuz, about Espanol. He said, our great, 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 great grandfather, he went to Spain, from Italy, he went to Spain on a holiday. <laughs> and when he came back, he got nicknamed Espanol, And henceforth, all his family and descendants became known as Espanol. I said, he went on a holiday. Yeah, he said, I actually think, the story goes, he actually stayed a bit longer than they were expecting. So the joke was, eh, you're Espanol. So here I am. I am now faced with some information. After decades, after decades of believing one thing, I am now presented with some new truth. So I have a choice. Do I continue to believe what I'd always been told? To continue to buy into a narrative that has now been established is not true. Am I prepared to upgrade my believing to present truth? And so the Bible does not change, but our understanding of it does. God gives revelation to His people progressively. And all throughout history, there have been instances where the church have had to have had to upgrade their believing to present truth. Let's have a look at, 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 at some examples. I want, actually I want to look at one case study in the Word of God, from Acts chapter 10. Verses 9 to 16. Talking about the Apostle Peter. So it says, the next day, as Cornelius' messengers were nearing the town. Let me just a quick thing, a quick background to Cornelius. My uncle Cornelius, a Roman. He was a great a, a, a man who feared God and, and was generous. He would give to the poor. He was a Gentile; he 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 was yet to know the living God. But he had sent word to Peter, come to come and speak, bring bring your word to us. And so Cornelius's messengers were heading to go and find Paul find Peter, sorry. So Peter went up on the flat roof to pray. It was about noon and he was hungry, but while a meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the sky open and something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners. In the sheet were all sorts of animals Reptiles and birds. Then a voice said to him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat them. No, Lord, Peter declared, I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure and unclean. But the voice spoke again, Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. The same vision was repeated three times, and then the sheet was suddenly pulled up to heaven. So, in the meantime, the Gentile delegation to, from Cornelius' house, house arrives and requests that Peter returns with them. So he's just had this vision. Um, remember, P- Peter is, is Jewish. He's a follower of Jesus, but he has Jewish heritage. And at that point, the Jewish people that, who were Christians were still following the Jewish laws. And, and, in, and in Peter's case here, the Jewish food laws. And he has an encounter with God. An encounter there on the rooftop. Goes into a trance. And, and he is challenged on his current thinking. And so here they come. The delegation, delegation come and request that that, that that Peter goes with them. Peter tells them, this is verse 28. You know it is against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this or to associate with you. They couldn't even associate with people who weren't Jewish. But God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean. So I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. Now tell me why you sent for me. I mean, the Apostle Peter, what a legend. What a legend that with one encounter from God one time, two times, three times, The Lord speaks this paradigm shifting, revolutionary idea that the Gentiles are not unclean. And you are now permitted to associate with those who until this moment you were not allowed to. I pray we have the spirit of the Apostle Peter. That when God, can, we, when we are confronted with a new reality, when revelation comes and, and the Lord speaks to us, truth, truth that is new, that is contrary to what we've been thinking, that we would be willing to change. He didn't stub, stubbornly hang on to his religious tradition. He yielded to the revelation of the Lord. That's gutsy. Man, that's that's courageous. And so that, that that's what happened. He went. He went to the house of Cornelius. He preached the gospel. He saw Cornelius, the family, the whole household saved, baptised in the Holy Spirit. And he goes, well, I can see now that God is no respecter of persons, that that." That, 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 that the gospel, the gospel is for the Gentiles as well as the Jews. I mean, this changed the course of history. Yeah. We are still living in the fruit of this, this decision of Peter's to upgrade to present truth. I believe we are in a season, in a season where we are going to be having Peter moments. Well, we're going, well, we going to have the opportunity, the opportunity. Because all through history, there have been these moments, these, these visitations from the Holy Spirit to the church, and opportunities to yield to present truth. So the, for example, Martin Luther talked about him last night. So Martin Luther was a Catholic monk in Germany, Catholic priest. And he was reading one day, Book of Romans, the just shall live by faith. Now, this was at a time that in the Catholic church, people only got to heaven jumping through a whole lot of hoops. And a lot of them in- included money. They'd have to buy, they would, they would say they'd purchase indulgences. And, and that simply meant that, you know, gave them, gave them more brownie points. So that when the time came and they died, that, that, the tipping, you know, the, the, the balance of the scales tipped more in favour of heaven than hell. Or else they had to go to purgatory. It was money to, you know, pay you or your loved one out of purgatory. And Martin Luther, he sees, it's been there all along. Nothing new has been added to the Bible. Has not been and will not be. There's nothing, nothing new being added to, the, to the, the Word of God. But this scripture jumps out. Just shall live by faith. And and as a result, he writes down his 95 theses. So Martin Luther writes down his 95 convictions, challenging the Catholic Church, challenged them in in, in their understanding of faith, hammers it to the church door, and hence began the Protestant Reformation. And, And... It caused a domino effect. Now, not everybody upgraded to present truth. Not everybody changed their conviction and their believing. But a lot of people did. A lot of people did. Now, further on down the track, because Martin Luther was in the 1500s. I think it was in the the, the 1600s. We had those who could see the word of God talked about believing, believe and be baptised. Believe, believe and be baptized, but they were, they were they were, christening babies, right? Believe that babies can't believe. And they saw that it was baptism by immersion, full. Who remembers their baptism? Who's been baptized here today? If you have not been baptized in water yet, oh my gosh. Oh, I mean, I shared my born again experience yesterday, but my goodness, getting water baptized was was just awesome well there was a that that got reintroduced that was restored to the church and the baptists and the anabaptists they upgraded their believing to present truth but there was a whole lot of people who didn't and still don't hundreds of years later 1950s let's just come a bit closer to home 1950s when healing evangelists restored The revelation, that healing is for now. Now, you you can't go into a spirit-filled church anywhere in the world where they're not praying for the sick. Like, that's our bread and butter. Actual fact, uh, I started doing, uh, probably about 10 years ago, I started doing a lot of ministry in the Netherlands. I would say the Netherlands, apart from Australia, is my most fruitful field. I love it. Hold on, anyone here? <laughs> and, uh, and and in particular, I did a lot of ministry, a lot of. Um, I came alongside churches that had been planted by couples from hyper Calvinistic churches. Very, very religious. My goodness me. Like, just blow your mind religious churches. And they'd get born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and they would leave those those religious, hyper-Calvinist environments to plant a church. Now, all these people would know was, was getting saved, getting filled with the Holy Spirit, speak in tongues and pray for the sick. That was it. And the leader of these churches saw me in a conference once where I prophesied over him and his wife. He'd never experienced before. Didn't know what it was. And... I would go. I started, He came up to me. He said, we have speaking in tongues. We have pray for the sick. I've never experienced anything like this. Can you teach it? I said, sure can. And so for a number of years, I'd be going regularly, at least twice a year, and teaching these churches the things of the Spirit. Like, really, it was just, just so exciting. And these were people who, when convicted, when something was revealed – they were prepared to let go of their religious traditions, their ideologies, their paradigms in order to upgrade to present truth. And God is calling us again, the healing evangelists restored in the 1950s. There are churches today who who are the product of the Protestant Reformation, believe that the just shall live by faith. It's by, faith, by, by grace we are saved, true faith, not of ourselves. It's a gift of God lest anyone should boast, and they believe that, and they even believe in, in water baptism, but they don't believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But I believe for us Pentecostals, God doesn't, I believe he's challenging us. Not, you know, he's, the Holy Spirit said to me, I think it was last year, Vicky, teachability is so important in this season. It really encouraged me, cultivate, teachability. Humility and teachability is so important in the season in which we are living. Humility and teachability in order to be prepared because our response will change history. Our response will change history. Can I have the worship team return, please? You see, it wasn't until Peter encountered God and changed his thinking as a result. Until, until. I believe we're in an until season. And a reformation is underway. He's sounding the alarm. Are you willing to be like Martin Luther? Are you willing to be like the Apostle Peter? Oh, this is what I've always been told. My father told me we were Espanol. My dad told me. Dad was wrong. But you know what? Dad was told by his dad. He was probably told by his dad. He was probably told by his dad. (laughs) I'm going to pray for you this morning. In a moment, I'm going to pray for courage. For courage. There's a couple in the second row, Um, both got glasses. Tall fella, the blue shirt. Yep. And so it's Donna, isn't it? Yep. Donna, is that your hubby? Yep. What's your name? Ross. Ross. Actually, do you mind standing? You two. Who knows Ross and Donna? Show them some love. (laughs) I see you both waving flags. You know, it's a bit like you remember when you know Braveheart, and they, you know, they galloped onto the battlefield, and the, the the standard, the standard, the 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 flags under which they they they, they, they fought rep, that they represented, and you're under. I seen this red flag rep, representing the cause of Christ, and I pray great boldness on you. And I see the area of business and entrepreneurship, you breaking ground, going in. To new territories and new areas, being expansive. I hear the word expansive. Be expansive, says the Lord, in your thinking, be expansive, largeness of heart, generous people. And and I see you have been generous, but I'm just seeing God stretching out the borders of generosity, and there will be opportunity to come alongside. Works community works not necessarily actually hands on doing the work but supporting and 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 undergirding. I see something very, um, Ross. You have got a gift of wisdom. Something like uh, I use the term elder. It doesn't I'm not necessarily talking about position and you know church structures or whatever, but 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 I see like pillars, pillars. The two of you pillars in in, in the church, but I see. The pillars, like, I can just see, like, them being pushed pushed out. Pushed out, being bigger. Holding up different parts to what it's done before. There's something of a relocation that's going to go on. And the Lord wants you to know that He's gone before you. He makes a way where there is no way. A fire goes before you. And burns up all your enemies. And in this area of present truth, there's things you've been thinking and talking about. Sometimes, Ross, you can get frustrated. It can be like this, this fire in your belly. <clears throat> Something not right there. It's all going to come. It's all going to come. It's going to come together. It's going to come together. You're, 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 you're sensing Something that's ahead, and your times are in God's hands. So you can't accelerate it. You can't, and, and it's not even that that all the dots are joined. It's not like all the all the pieces have come. It's like you feel this and you feel that, and you, ah, uh, that needs to change, and uh, that could be done different, and uh. but I see it all coming together. It's gonna it's gonna make sense, but it's up ahead. It's still up ahead. And as you just continue, put one foot after the other, just continue to trust Him, to obey Him, doing what you know to do with what you know at the time. I see you reaching this point where it's going to, now it makes sense. I hear the Lord saying, lean into what intimidates you. Lean into what intimidates you, your key players in a new era present truth. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Who Who knows what I'm talking about? Is anyone else sense? God's, God's, God's up to something. God's up to something. Okay, I'm seeing a beautiful smiling lady, got a fr- fringe, black, brown hair, halfway to- next to a lady's blonde hair is looking at you. Give her a tap on the shoulder so she knows what I'm talking about. What's your name? Jude? Jude, do you mind standing? Is that okay? Not to embarrass you. Show Jude some love. Come on. Confidence. I've had a picture of, 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 of you like, like you growing in height and stature. Not in the natural, in the spiritual. And you're being seen. There's lead, there's, there is a leadership call for a particular people group, a leadership call for a particular demographic. And your heart is being stretched. It's so big. It, it, your capacity, your heart capacity is, is, is huge. But see God's going to position you. I see you like a piece on a chessboard. And God is lifting you up and relocating you on the chessboard strategically. Because he's going to checkmate the enemy. All right? He's going to checkmate the enemy. Do not, le- Do not lean to your own understanding, says the Lord. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. He will make your path straight. I'm reminded of, of Isaiah 55, the higher ways of God, the higher thoughts of God. Higher, he, he says, God says, my ways aren't your ways. They're higher than the heavens are above the earth. Go higher. Go for the higher. Go for When you're presented with options, ask, ask the Lord, which is higher? Which is higher? There was always a family pull to lower. There was always an assignment against you to consider yourself lower. But that's been broken in Jesus' name. And you're called to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Blessed going in and blessed going out, in the city and in the field, and everything you put your hand to, you will prosper in. I thank you, Father, for Jude right now is blessed. And because you're blessed, your family will be blessed. Those you minister to will be blessed. Everywhere the sole of your feet shall tread will be blessed. Father, I thank you for her right now in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Okay, sweetheart, you're nodding at me with the, you got the gray hoodie. It, what's your name? Claudel? Is he related to you? Yeah, just thought I'd check. Claudel and Stephen. Claudel and Stephen. Would you, would you mind standing? Yeah, who knows these guys? Show them some love. There's been a swirling, there's been confusion. It's like the enemy has been trying to get get you all to be like looking around at the conditions, the conditions. Don't be moved by what you see, says the Lord. I break confusion in Jesus' Name. I break every assignment of the enemy. You mind holding your hands? Yeah, hold hands right now, yeah. I break every assignment of the enemy right now against this couple in Jesus' Name. Let's bring our force of our combined faith and we declare, Father God, breakthrough for them. Breakthrough, that their feet, I'm reminded of Psalm 40. He lifted you up out of the miry clay. Put your feet on a rock. Made your footsteps sure. Father God, I thank You that, Lord, morning endures for the night, but joy comes in the morning. I thank You, Lord, for the joy, a new joy, God, a fresh expectation. The battle has been long and the warfare has been fierce. But this is not, this is not your lot forever. You're coming out. God says there will be a coming out. God, I thank you for a re- exchange. An exchange right now. Father God, of negative expectation for positive expectation. Because there have been so many blows and disappointments. And I know how this feels. It's like you're kind of waiting for it. You think, what can happen next? What's going? To, what's the next thing? But the Lord says that she who sows in tears is going to reap with joy. And she who has gone to and fro, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again rejoicing, bringing your sheaves with you. And Claudel, I see you as sheaves and you're handing them to your husband. Here are my sheaves. This is what it's been about. This is what I've been laboring over in prayer. So Father God, I thank you, Lord God, for for one can put a thousand to flight to 10,000. And I pray, Father God, Lord, they'll be seeing the same thing. Lord, hearing the same thing. Lord, seeing the same page. Father God, I thank You for the unison that comes, not by might, not by power, but by Your Spirit. So I thank You, Father God. The best days are ahead. The best days are ahead. Breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Open door, financial breakthrough, financial breakthrough. In Jesus' Name, blessing, blessing, blessing. You're blessed and not cursed in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Let's have a look at some of these young roosters over here. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Did you get prayed for by Pastor John? Yeah, I, I, I thought you, but you haven't. It's Janita. Jan- yeah, Janita. Please stand. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for Janita right now, and Lord God, for the authority that she carries. You're you're, you're like, you know, uh, you're like this. um, What are those sort of like bombs that, you know, weapons, missiles, like a stealth missile, like people don't even know it's coming. It's like it's under the radar. And you're a warrior. And I mean like in, you know, warring. Not as in worrying. Warrior. You're made for war. War. Spiritual warfare. And I see you taking things off the enemy. I can just see you grabbing. I'm taking that back. I'm taking that back. Excuse me. I see you're walking into families. Excuse me. I'm taking that back. I see you're walking into a school. Excuse me. I'm taking that back. I see you walking into the marketplace. Excuse me. I'm taking that back. No enemy. That's not yours. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Knock, knock knock. Uh, thank you. Taking that back. Taking back. Taking back. No, I'm not just talking about for yourself. I'm talking about for others, for others, for others. Helping others to fight. And I see you saying, come on, you can do it. This is how it's done. This is how it's done. Am I, am I correct? Were you a teacher by profession? Yeah. I just got to remember something. For a prophet to reveal what we already know. You know, because I could start prophesying about teaching. Oh, oh, she's amazing. Yeah, but I think I know it. I think I heard that. But it's, it's actually about much more than that. You know, I actually see your primary Romans. I see, you know, the Romans 12 gifts. So, you know, that's very um, prophetic right now. We've got to get back to Romans 12. So what's intrinsic in people? Not trying to make people something that they're not, but what is already in them? What is God? God's put something in all of all of you. So like, my number one is, is exhortation. That's my number one motivational gift. Number two is prophetic. Number three, teaching. Oh, my leadership's like number four or something. On, and in a lot of cultures, I, I've got nothing to do. Like I've never led a connect group. I've never led a youth group. I've never led nothing. But it's 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 not. It's honestly, it's not. It's not how I'm wired. I actually think sometimes if I was raised in another generation, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get. I wouldn't get a gig, mate. I wouldn't even got got a start because I don't fit that paradigm you know of of a leader but you have a Romans 12 gift of leadership but it's not attached to ego too much leadership has been attached to ego in uh, speaking for my country I'm not speaking for yours but no ego leadership and mercy what a powerful combo so let, let me pray for you Janita so right now in Jesus name I thank you for this woman of God, and I thank you for promotion. I thank you, Lord God, that that God fruit, fruit, and more fruit, fruit that remains. I thank and I release right now an increase of the prophetic anointing. Hora I just release, Father God, healing, signs and wonders are going to follow her in the school, the marketplace, the church, everywhere she goes. So, Father, I thank you. For this woman of God in Jesus' name, everybody stand. I'm going to quickly pray before I hand back. Thank you, Lord, hallelujah. Let's lift your hands to heaven, Father God. Right now, I thank you, Lord. City Church Toranga, I thank you, Father, for boldness and courage. I thank you for every person here today, no matter where they're from, which church they're from, who they represent. I thank you, Father, for a, a new courage. A courage that will upgrade to present truth. A courage, Lord, like Peter. Lord, to repent of of wrong believing and to accept new believing. Father, I thank you right now for a people who are going to hear, hear from heaven and who are going to shift and pivot and change and upgrade as you speak. Father, we receive courage right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise.